Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Focus on what you do know and don't allow what you don't know to stop you. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. So glad you could be with me. We're starting a new series with this podcast today, and I'm entitling it, Heaven Comes to Earth. What do the parables really mean? What does a kingdom life really look at? And we're going to look at some of the parables of Jesus and how they would apply to our time. So I'm going to take stories that you're very familiar with and try to get you to think in very cognizant, uh, relative terms on how we can engage some of these things. So I'm going to start with the parable of the Good Samaritan reading from Luke's Gospel, verse 25 through 27. This is the precursor to the parable. And it says, And a lawyer stood up and put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, What is written in the law? How does it read to you? And he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. So we see that... uh, you know, is something that's very important and we need to take advantage of and learn from for sure. So what can we learn from it and where do we go from there? Okay, that's that's the big story here. So let's look at the whole scenario. Number one, he asked a question. Okay, there's an old saying, I like to use it a lot, If you ask a good question, you have a good chance at getting a good answer. So I like people that have good questions. I like people on my team that question things because sometimes they'll really hope you have a good answer. So this guy has an almost good question. When I say almost, it's because he's in the ballpark, but not exactly in the right seat. He said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Not a bad question, but a better question would be, what do I do to live out my eternal life? It's not going to get eternal life. You know, I think we preach it wrong. We're not going to inherit eternal life. We receive eternal life now and we live in light of that eternal life. So he was asking a question about the by and by. Not necessarily a bad question, but Jesus wants to make it about, he wants to make it about the here or now. And so he asked him, you know, Jesus ask him back, you know, uh, what is written in the law? So it's very important, by the way, for New Testament people to ask, where did Jesus get his authority? He got his authority from the law. Jesus didn't come to bring new laws. Jesus didn't come to bring a new way of living. Jesus came to empower our life in a new way, but he wasn't changing the rules. He was bringing a completion and an empowerment to some of those things for sure. But the law, God's word, God's mind is God's mind. That doesn't change at all. So then we get the verse 28 and he says to him, you have answered correctly, do this and you will live. So what was his answer? His answer is, well, you shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and all your mind. And those are four distinct things that he said here uh, that he's quoting the scripture. He's quoting from the book of Deuteronomy. And so we know what the heart is. That's the, that's the innermost being, right? That is, 
uh, our, the place of our deepest thoughts. It's our blood pumper for sure. But in this context, it's, it's our most innermost being, our most private, intimate, clothed, covered self. Then he says our soul. And that's the that's like the spirit. That's like the pneuma. That's the wind part of this. Okay, that's the life giving part of us. That which gives us life. So with our soul, the things that give us life. So there there are things in your life that give you life. Now we know that's the Lord. We know that's the Holy Spirit. But there also there's our our, our intellect. There's things that stimulate that. There's things that excite us. That's what he's talking about. With all your soul, and and with all your strength. And it literally means our, our, our effort, okay? Uh, you know, even in grace, there is, there is an effort that takes place, and we need to understand that. And then he says, with our mind, okay, the, the processes of how we process things, we should love God. I, I see a lot of people that they want to be spiritual, but they don't want to love God with their mind. They don't want to submit their mind to Christ. They don't want their mind to be renewed by the word of God. They want their mind to be superior to the law of God. They want their mind to be superior to the, the ways of God. They act smarter in God. They act offended by the word of God. Uh, they act as if their reasoning is, is greater than the prophets and the apostles. And the Bible says we're to love, we're to embrace God and love God with all our mind, okay? This is this is pretty, pretty important, I would say, wouldn't you? So he accurately quotes it and brings it. And then he says this in verse 29, the... Uh, the the lawyer questioning him says, but wishing to justify himself, he said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? There is a place in the kingdom where you focus on what you do know and you don't allow what you don't know to stop you, okay? And so Jesus, his answer here is he's gonna give him the parable of the Good Samaritan. But what Jesus is looking for is action. And if you allow what you don't know to paralyze you, there will always be something that you don't know. You can build it in your subconscious. You can have it be an escape valve. Uh, you can almost have it be a kind of a spiritual paralysis that grips you. There's always going to be things you don't know. There's always going to be a realm of the unknown. And you, when you move in faith, there are things you don't know. There are things you see in faith but there are things that you do not know. And this can become kind of an habitual habit. If I only knew this, then I would do something. Well, let me ask you a question. What do you know? What do you know about a situation right now in your life that you know needs action, but you don't know everything? Are you willing to take, not even a step of faith, just take the next, next practical state? What do you know? Don't focus on what you don't know. Focus on what you do know. That's what you'll be held accountable for. I learned a lesson very early on in ministry, and it was simply this. I was uh, encountering a, a more seasoned man of God, and he was talking to me about something, and I said, well, I wasn't sure about this or that. There are a lot of details involved I won't bore you with. But uh, I said, what I really need to do is pray about it. And he goes, okay. He said, well, let's do that. I said, let's do what? He said, let's pray. In other words, I was using prayer as an excuse 
not as a vehicle. And he discerned that. Now, I'm very careful not to do that anymore. You know, I make jokes about, you know, I have have the discerning uh, of spirits and I I have the gift of interpretation. When people say, I'm going to pray about it, what that really means most times is no. Well, that's how I learned this lesson because this guy basically very discreetly called me out on the carpet and I was using the the, the charismatic version of, well, I, I need to pray about it when really what I wanted to do was say no or I was concerned about it. And he said, well, let's pray. So we we just, so I said, okay, so let's pray. Let's, we're not. So he prayed, I prayed. He looked up and said, well, what's your answer? <laughs> well, we prayed about it, right? Yoy, did that put me on the spot? And I know it's not always that simple. I'm not suggesting it, but you know what? That When that guy did that, that really got to me. And that's a lesson I've carried for many, many years. So I don't use prayer as an excuse, I use it as a vehicle. If there's something you're waiting to hear from God on and you keep saying, I'm praying about it, then I would suggest you pray about it and get an answer and say, okay, God, here it is. And there have been times in my life where after praying and praying, I didn't know what to do. I had to make the next logical step because obviously it wasn't that God wasn't speaking. Uh, It's that Keith wasn't hearing or there was something in my religiosity or in my uh, you know, limited view of understanding what was happening around me that somehow I couldn't hear God. And I can tell you, I, I can't remember a time where I just took that next step that I didn't begin to get a witness in my spirit. And you know, that's an art. We're all learning that. And sometimes that witness would be more clear than others, for sure, for sure. It's not unlike having a conversation with somebody else or sometimes when people speak to us and we absolutely, we get it, man. They're, they're talking to us and we're going to, we could finish the sentence. We get it. And then there's other times they're talking to us and we have to question like, what do you mean by that? And then sometimes people talk to us and we're completely lost. I mean, we heard every word they said and, and you know, we, we just didn't know what they say. And, you know, I have a built-in habit now when, when somebody's talking to me and saying, and you know, and I, I just usually say, I, I don't know. I need you to tell me. Okay. So I think this is a good practice. Now, we're warming up to the parable of the Good Samaritan, but I, I wanted to set the stage for you. And I want you to think about the kind of questions you ask God and the kind of questions you ask other people. Are we asking questions to relieve ourselves of responsibility? Or are we asking questions that will cause us to press into God and bear the responsibility that he wants us to have? Are we asking questions to excuse ourselves or are we asking questions that will make us more vulnerable and put us out there and make us use our faith? So this guy thought he was being cute. He thought he was going to negotiate around Jesus, uh, but Jesus had a surprise for him. And uh, even though the guy could quote the scripture, and that's important to remember, he could quote the scripture, but he couldn't apply the scripture. And a lot of times we think because we can quote it or we know what it is, that automatically that means we're applying it. That's not necessarily true. And so Jesus is about to tell him another story, and we're going to cover that in our next time together. But I want you to think about the kingdom bringing heaven to earth or what these parables are all about. Hey, this is Keith Tusi with Leadership in Context. I hope something in this podcast ministered to your heart, stirred your mind, caused you to do a little biblical investigation. Lord bless you. Today, Keith began a discussion on what the parables mean. If you ask a good question, you have a good chance at getting a good answer. A good question is not one to relieve ourselves of responsibility. 
A good question will lead us to press into God and bear the responsibility that He wants us to have. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at innerpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at innerpastors. See you next week.